Welcome to A Writer in Italy, the podcast. I am your host, Michelle Johnston, and this is a little share in the world of travel, books, art, and lifestyle. I live in Australia, yet have long had an attraction to the Mediterranean countries for as long as I can remember. This inspiration has fueled my creative life and given me incredible joy over the years as an artist and a writer. And that is why I have created these shares on journeys that have been made, books that I have loved, and cooking adventures inspired by wonderful food writers. You can find all show notes at michellejohnston.life and follow me on Instagram at a writer in Italy where you can find all of the meanderings and indeed the lure of Italy as the ultimate muse. Thank you for joining me. I love having you here for the journey of Muse Italia. Welcome to episode 41. If you are curious, enamored, or just deeply inspired by the Italian way, then you will love Sophie Minkieli's book, The Sweetness of Doing Nothing, Live Life the Italian Way with Dolce Farniente. Gosh, how much I adore this conversation. You will have to forgive me for a little bit of static a few times. I think I was sitting too close to my mic, just trying to drink in the details of Sophie's life in Rome and how the world of leading food tours found her. I am no tech expert, but what I am is intrigued by people who live their lives on their own terms and do what they love and then share it with us. Sophie leads food tours around her favorite neighborhoods in Rome and further afield in Apulia. There are cooking classes to try and this lovely book you can dip in and out of if you can't quite get to Rome yet. If you are looking for more on the Italian way, you can find Sophie on Instagram at sminkili or on her website, sophieminkili.com. And so here we go. Thank you for joining me today. It's really, really good to talk to you. Thank you for having me. Oh, pleasure. So I am talking to you about your book, The Sweetness of Doing Nothing, Dolce Farniente, and in the introduction, you said, I was born and raised in Italy in the middle of two very different cultures. And I thought we could start there. Can you describe how these two cultures have influenced your life as you know it today? Yes. So I was born in Rome with my mom. She's American and my dad's Italian. And my dad is from Southern Italy and my mom is from New York. And so I grew up sort of with this very Southern Italian dad who was new to Rome as well. And my American mom who was completely in love with everything Italian. So I always had my dad who sort of took everything for granted, the beauty in Italy and the lifestyle I was still kind of in awe by the Roman lifestyle since that's not where he was born. And then I had my mom who was completely in awe with everything that I took for granted because I was born and raised here. Like the fruit and vegetable market, having coffee at the bar, um, 
walking to school in the morning, the bakery, all of the things I took for granted for her were beautiful and great. Yeah. So has your mum kept that all alive over the years? Have you noticed that? So, yeah, she definitely still is uh, completely in awe with everything Italian and everything Roman. And I must say it's thanks to her that I do the job that I do, which is lead food tours. Uh, The reason why I wrote this book, actually, I mean, I was so inspired by her and her vision of Italy. Also, if you follow me on Instagram, the things I photograph and take videos of on Instagram are things that my Italian friends see as like, normal there they ask me why are you photographing that old man drinking coffee at the bar and because it's beautiful (laughs) you don't see it you think it's normal but it's not normal it's just like such a beautiful thing (laughs) yes yes and I I hear you it's just the way of life is kind of taken for granted but it is a part of your culture and a part of your every day but it kind of sparks inspiration for other people doesn't it it's really nice that your mum hasn't lost that considering she's been there for a while your mum being elizabeth minkeely um i I really love to hear that that's so nice and so her american ways did they kind of meld together nicely like did you get good things from both parts because we just take what we get but did you find that yes so i think her american ways slowly disappeared just because she's so in love with Italy. So she lives her life the Italian way. I think what's American about my mother is the appreciation she has for the Italian culture, like the way she sees everyday things. So like, whereas my dad taught me that it was normal to eat a huge plate of pasta every day for lunch or have coffee at the bar every morning. Like that's just how he grew up. For my mom, that was also normal, but it was extra beautiful for her. Ah, oh, that's very nice. Thank you for sharing that. That just yes. allows a little bit of a foundation for where you are. And so how would you describe Dolce Farniente and how important is this to Italian culture? I think Italians just have a different approach to life that might be similar I've seen it in countries like Greece and Spain just taking things slower so I think they figured out that to be more productive you have to slow down as well and take breaks I think in modern culture we have imposed ourselves to this idea that the more we do the more money we make the more we're productive the more we post on social media the better we are or like the better we look from the outside but that's not necessarily true being constantly on the move and active causes stress anxiety and i feel like italians have figured out that taking a break every day maybe once a day if that's all you can do really helps you to actually be more productive yeah definitely that's quite clever <laughs> at the end yeah, of, at the so end of the day being, being busy all the time doesn't necessarily make us feel it makes us feel purpose purposeful but um I feel like some people feel like if we take a longer lunch break then that will be seen as lazy or unproductive but Mm. it's not yeah absolutely what changed for you when you moved to London to study how did that affect you and what did you miss about home so actually the biggest shock was the lifestyle so just the fact that I guess I hadn't realized 
the way I was living in Italy was so relaxed. Yeah. Um, when I got to London, I felt like I was constantly in a rush, constantly pressured to do well in university and have two jobs and work and pay this and pay that. And also it was the simple things. Like in London, if I wanted to meet up with a friend for a coffee, it would always be like, okay, let's meet next week at Wednesday at 6.45. I have an hour to do to have coffee. Whereas in Rome, it would be like, I'm done with work. I call my friends and ask them, do you want to meet in five minutes for a glass of wine? And they're like, sure. And we all end up meeting. Like, it, it was much easier life in Italy for me. Also, the weather, of course. <laughs> while, I was, yeah. while I was in rainy London in my apartment, my friends and family were sitting in the sun eating pasta for Sunday lunch. And that made me very sad. <laughs> <laughs> I would miss that too. And how did that influence you later when you returned home? Well, I figured out that I definitely didn't want to live in London. I mean, although it's a great city, I don't want to say anything bad about London. I just really missed Rome and home. And when I moved back, I was still unsure about what I wanted to do with my life. All I knew is that I wanted to live in Italy and live the Italian way. And so for a year, when I moved back, I sort of was doing random jobs. And then when I started doing food tours, that's when I realized that, wow, all the things I grew up with, all the things I was missing while I was living in London could actually be my job now. And that's when life really changed for me. That's cool. I'm impressed. <laughs> I'm, I'm slightly, <laughs> um, you know, I'm just like, oh, that's so good. Were you thinking of food tours or did you just sort of go under the wing of your mom or were you were you ready to mix it up in your life at the time so I knew I always liked food but I thought at the time the only job you could possibly have that revolved around food was being a chef Mm. and I definitely didn't want to be that um so my mom had just started doing some food tours not a lot and she said well since you don't know what to do with your life why don't you try and do a food tour you might like it and I remember thinking she had gone insane <laughs> I told her, you're absolutely crazy what is a food tour who's ever going to pay you to like walk around the market and eat foods that's insane um so she pushed me I tried one and I fell in love and so it's been my full-time job for eight years now Oh, wow. That's really, really lovely, isn't it? I mean, how exciting just to have that pushed into a certain direction then that just becomes your way of life. Very unexpected. Yeah, yeah. And considering you'd gone to London, had this degree happen and then totally pivot in this alternative direction in a way, but a very natural one that's gotten you here. So out of curiosity, how important is pasta in your life? (laughs) Very important. So I eat pasta basically every day for lunch. That's when most Italians eat pasta because lunch is the bigger meal. So eating it at lunch gives you time to digest it through the days. And then usually dinner is a lighter meal. And I actually have a tattoo of a rigatone, which is my favorite shape of pasta. That's how important pasta is for me. I, I I couldn't live without pasta. I always say if a doctor told me I was... I couldn't eat gluten, pasta anymore. I would rather not live. I don't know how to live without it. (laughs) Oh, that is great. That makes me so happy. I love pasta too. I could eat pasta every day as well. Like, I mean, I really would, except that 
having my kids, they don't want to eat pasta every day. And I brought them up on pasta, so I'm really disappointed. <laughs> so um, they're, they're good, but they could do a little better. Yeah, it's one of my favourite food groups too. The best. Yes. Where is the rigatoni pasta tattoo? Uh, in my lip. <laughs> oh, really? That's extraordinary. Yeah. All right. I like it. I have never heard of having one there, but look. I know. It makes sense. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So are you happy to give me a little rundown on how you make your carbonara? I am. So carbonara is actually very, very easy to make. All you need is eggs, guanciale, which is the cheek of the pig. So it's the Roman version of pancetta, basically bacon. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, sorry, pecorino. I made a big mistake there. Pecorino, which is sheep's milk cheese and black pepper and so usually what i do is i cut the guanciale and if you can't find guanciale and you only have pancetta use pancetta mm-hmm. um i cut it in thin little strips and put it in a pan with no olive oil because it has enough fat let it crisp up but not too much it shouldn't burn and in the meantime in a separate bowl let's say i'm making it for four people i'll take three egg yolks and one whole egg and beat them in the bowl with some black pepper and the grated pecorino cheese until it forms a paste. And then the pasta has been cooking. So once it's done, you drain it and add it to the pan with the guanciale and its fats. Let it coat in that fat, turn off the fire and add the egg paste to it and stir it in really, really quickly. The trick is doing it quickly because you don't want it to curdle and scramble. Oh, brilliant. And so uh, what pasta... I already know the answer, but for the other people out there that don't, <laughs> which pasta? Oh, the shape. The shape. Rigatoni. 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 Okay. So in Rome, we only eat dry pasta. So fresh pasta is rarely used in Rome. Um, and if you were to use, if you think about it, a fresh pasta, which has egg in it with a sauce like carbonara, which is egg based, it would just be egg on egg. It would be too much. Mm. So definitely stick to dry pasta. If you don't have rigatoni, you can use spaghetti, which is perfectly acceptable. Wonderful. Okay. It's good to know that. And in Rome, if I was to sit down and have a meal at, a, you know, trattoria or wherever, would I be served rigatoni or would I be served uh, spaghetti? You would be served rigatoni. Oh, you see, I remember being served a a spaghetti so you know too close to piazza yeah. navona i was a tourist obviously <laughs> <laughs> i got tourist food <laughs> i really love that you've got recipes in your book so is cooking important to you it is very important to me i go out a lot because it's just part of the italian culture but let's say half the week is spent at home cooking and the other half it's going out with friends or family to restaurants but I love, love cooking, and especially because the ingredients are so great here. I have a little farmer's market every day right below my house. And so every day I just go and see what they have and buy vegetables, fish, meat, cheese, whatever they have. That's what I love about the Italian culture. I mean, it's one of those things how everything's kind of accessible. You know, you don't think to go to the supermarket, whereas here it's one day a week there's a market and... Yeah, it's a, just a different lifestyle, but that's one of the little things that inspires me all along the way. So I know yeah. you're, you're pushed for time. How about my last question be, 
say for instance, you know, you've got a friend that's coming to stay with you in Rome and you're out spending a day together. I am curious how you'd go about your day. What would you do? Let's see. I guess I would take a long walk in Trastevere, which is one of my favorite neighborhoods in Rome. Um, and it's just, it looks like a movie set. So it's just what you imagine Rome to look like, like small cobblestone alleys with greenery everywhere, little shops, locals walking around, restaurants, bars. And then there's my favorite coffee bar in that neighborhood, and it's called San Calisto. So I think then we would sit there for like an hour and have a slow-paced coffee and people watch. And then I guess we would make our way to have a big Sunday lunch. So this ideal day is happening on a Sunday. So we would go have a Sunday lunch, which in Rome lasts forever. Uh, last Sunday, I sat down at the table at 1 and I got up at 5.30 p.m. Oh, you are my kind of gal. <laughs> <laughs> that is so good. And would you end the day there or would you start wondering about the city and... Well, usually after a big, big meal like that, you would take a walk to digest. Digestion is so important to Italians. Yes. <laughs> so I guess take a very long walk. And I would skip dinner, but a lot of people like to have pizza on a Sunday night because pizza is considered something light here in Italy. And so after a big Sunday lunch, you would have a quick pizza for dinner. Perfect. Very <laughs> dolce far niente, hey? Exactly. <laughs> mm, I really enjoyed your book. For me, reading a book and just taking the time in the day just to sit and read is my version of uh, slowing down and enjoying the sweet life because I just stopped doing things. And I really liked how you had some very focused attention to detail around food and people watching. Uh, yeah, it's really nice. It's a really lovely book. So did you enjoy writing your book? Did you find the writing process to be what you thought it would be or I did actually so I was never a very academic person in school I never liked going to school but the one thing that I've always liked ever since I was young up until the end of university was writing that was the only thing I enjoyed and so I didn't have a lot of time to write this book so I took a whole summer where I went to our family summer house in Umbria in the countryside and I spent three months there writing this book. And so I created a routine where I would have my desk overlooking this beautiful view and take breaks and take walks and then write some more. So it was definitely a beautiful and relaxing experience. Oh, that's great. I'm really happy to hear that you enjoyed the process. Do you think you have more books up your sleeve or are you just enjoying your food tours Maybe. for now? I, I keep talking about it. Oh, really? It might happen. I don't know when, but there's some ideas. Oh, cool. I'll look forward to seeing them. Thank you. And thank you for today. It's been a real joy. Thank you for having me. It was fun. Uh, thank you, Sophie.
good.